Back for episode two, whether you're listening while lambing, driving the tractor, or just at home, we hope you're enjoying. This week, we have a focus on the dairy milk price, and welcome Dan Hill from Accounting's Old Mill to talk to us more about it. We're also going to be joined by Robert Stone, who helps with our monthly supper sale, and he'll be taking on the farming quiz at the end against the clock. To the trade. A busy Easter market saw 80 sucklers to 3,600 for a limbull from Jack and Amy Stevens, a smaller entry of 42 dairy to 2,420 for JW and Martian Partners. Big numbers forward on the stores with 920 to £1,890 for an Amos Steer from Johnson Partners, and on the Serps, 437 forward up to 1,320 for Charity Steers from S. Francis. I probably should have checked before we started recording, but I'm pretty sure we had a record market price on the Sturks at 13.10 last week, so we may even be a record price there. 451 calves to £392 for a blue ball from GS and SM Emmett. 173 pigs to £198 for Ellie Miller and Son. And in the sheep pens, there were 2,509 with goats to £300 for a nanny and kid for Billy Fairchild, killing ewes to 222 and 140 for a lamb. Do you not know who the store was from? I was going to say aptly name as well, a nanny and kid from Billy. Oh, yeah, that's quite good. But also, why do you not know who the store was from? I didn't put this killing you either. Oh, he didn't, did Oh, yeah. Very observant. Anyway, so this week we are focusing on the farm gate milk price and why and how much it is falling. It hasn't really affected the dairy trade so far, and we thought it was very topical, so we'd like to welcome Dan Hill from Accountancy Old Mill to give us a bit more of an insight. Welcome, Dan. If you could just uh, introduce some, give us an idea of what you do. Well, thank you very much for having me, and it's a pleasure to be with you today. As you said, my name's Dan Hill. I'm an advisor with Old Mill Accountancy, and we're an accountancy firm based predominantly in the southwest, looking after farmers, dairy sector, and other farming businesses, keeping on track with accounts, tax planning, and we've also got a team of financial planners. My specialism is the dairy sector. We've also got a dairy farm at home, so that keeps me busy evenings and weekends. Yeah, predominantly the dairy sector, just making sure that everything's on track, that we've managed profits over the last year, well, I think it's been good, and that we can keep people on the right side of the tax map. Okay, so that's probably a good place to start. The profits of last year. Give us a sort of an idea of where we have been and where we might be sort of heading. 22-23, and it's quite apt timing. We've just got to the beginning of April now, so normal March year end. We've seen milk prices take an absolute roller coaster from this time last year being about 35p all the way up to about 51 pence for December and they're coming back down almost like a stone at the moment really. Indeed we've just had Arla drop five pence their biggest drop I think probably ever really bringing the price down so I think it's just under 40 pence now. It is indeed just under 40 pence for April for Arla first milk following track for May as well, there will be just under 40 pence. So we're actually still ahead of where we were this time last year, but it's very much going in the other direction. What is causing the milk price to come back? What's causing the milk price to come back? We are really, really finely balanced on supply and demand in dairy. Supply and demand is also fixed by milk factories. Ultimately, if you produce milk, it's got to be processed somewhere. If it hasn't got a milk factory to go through, it hasn't got a home. It's got to be what your buyer wants. Because if they can't sell it, or they can't process it, your milk price is going to be falling quite quickly. 
So that's what does it, but it's really, really finely balanced and you have to move the milk price by a long way to actually move supply. Because last year, especially towards sort of the autumn, we saw the butter and cheese prices soar on the whole We did indeed. And now they are crashing. Yes. It's very much a case of peaks and troughs and we are really, really seeing volatility. You see it with things like electric, with fuel, those sorts of things. And dairy products are no different. The last 12 months has seen a really, really insecure time in the world. It's seen the very sorry situation out in Ukraine. It's seen a European drought. And we don't know what is around the corner. So when you don't know what's around the corner, they stockpile. And that's what happened last year. People started stockpiling. They weren't sure that there was going to be enough. We saw empty shelves, which is almost unheard of. Obviously, last year, the cost of production rose. What are we sort of finding as we're coming into to 2023? It's been a real year of volatility. If you look back 12 months ago, we saw fertiliser nearing £1,000 a tonne. And if you look at today's fertiliser prices, you've got urea coming in at around 400 So we've got costs coming back as well. We were seeing concentrate prices sort of this time last year, talking about fixes for the winter north of £400 a tonne. Seeing that coming back to the mid-300s or so, depending on supplier and spec. So costs are coming back down as the price is coming back down as well. And there's still some money to be made. Like you say, we are ahead of where we were 12 months ago. I know the costs have changed quite a bit. Hopefully we're coming into, for those of the farmers that are sort of grazing, a cheaper time of year for some of them to be keeping the cattle. We're finding on the sort of dairy sales side that the supply has been quite short, both with barren cows making a lot of money, and there's not that many dispersal sales happened in the past sort of three months in the southwest, although we have just announced a 700 head sale, but that has sort of kept the dairy prices quite buoyant. Yes, and we see it throughout the industry. I mean, milk price is at 51 pence. People are going to keep hold of the cows and keep milking them. There really was some money made in the dairy sector last year. However, now as things come back down, milk price is under 40 pence. Costs are realistically around that 40 pence mark for the year. We can't forget seasonality that comes into effect, particularly April and May. So we may well see a few more cows come to market now with that and also with the new slurry storage regulation. Ah, something James knows a lot about. Yeah, what a, what a lot of that is. So just touching on the change of sort of profits and the like with things coming back, these people have had a real surge of profits in the last 12 months. They're obviously going to be clobbered by a huge tax bill potentially. And I know a lot of clients are desperately trying to spend to avoid that now. Is that going to be the right thing for them if the margins are coming back for the year ahead? It's a real case of looking forward and to what's happening. Like for a, a March year end where we're sat here at the beginning of April, tax year has just ended as well. So trying to do anything about it now, unfortunately, unless your accountant's really been on it with you, is a little bit late. Certainly I know for myself, I've spent at least the last four months dealing with farmers that have made a lot of money, but really been looking to keep it and when you were looking at things like that I mean it's very easy to go out and buy a new tractor and buy a new feeder wagon and 
spend this, that, and the other. And you can spend a fortune if you want, but you've got to be able to pay for it. If you're financing equipment because you want the tax relief on it, it can be a little bit of a slippery snowball. So really what you need to do is look at what you actually need, what it's going to cost you, and whether you can afford it. And if you can't, through your budget, you need to have a, a really close look at whether you do go on and buy that piece of equipment. Don't ever buy machinery just to save tax. Yeah, because I know I was chatting to someone, they said, oh, it's very disconcerting because they can see they've had a very you know, good year because the margins have been there. And it is a real guessing game because costs are doing what they're doing. And obviously their own price is dropping. So is your sort of expectation for the next 12 months that the price is going to continue to drop and costs are going to pull back? Or what's your expectations? A lot of it's going to depend on the summer. I'm going to be the really stereotypical person here and actually say a lot of it is going to depend on the weather. You look at the last couple of years, 2021, certainly in the south of the country where a lot of the mills produced, where the real big dairy pockets are, really growy summer, lots of good quality forage produced, lots of milk produced from forage. Move to 2022, really dry summer. Grass struggled, may struggled, not much forage produced. Milk price is good. What do you replace that forage shortfall with? Concentrates. What happens when you replace it with concentrates? Yields go up, and you actually end up producing more milk than you would have done before. It's much more expensive to produce it, but there is more of it. And now there's a bit much milk around. So we've just tipped the balance now. We are 0.1% below on a week-by-week basis 2022 production and declining slightly. But it's going to depend on the weather. Because it's interesting, something you said, I read that we're sort of, we're 2% over milk production last year. And I wondered sort of exactly what you said really, is it was through efficiencies and obviously feeding concentrates because we haven't seen that influx of people going into putting more cows on the market that we did back in say 2013 when the milk price rose to 35 pence and the world and his wife started milking then. But we haven't seen it this time, probably due to the high input costs. Well, I think one, due to the high input costs, and two, go back to what you said earlier about not having enough dairy cows available. If they aren't there, you can't buy them. But is there a real variation in sectors within, within dairy for the types of herd? You know, obviously, you've, you've got the extremes of high yielding Holsteins against small Jersey herds. What is there a real disparity in the two in terms of their margins and the like, or the expectations of that? No, there isn't. And actually, when we do our benchmarking report, we always do it over the summer and release it at the dairy show. What we always find is that there is a good trend throughout profitability levels of farming systems. There are some people making good money out of spring carving grazing herds. There are some people making money out of high input housed herds. What it all comes down to is farming the farm that you have and being a good operator. The right cow for the right system on the right farm. Right, thank you, Dan. Very insightful on the dairy market and where things are going. I'm not sure if anyone has any questions, you'll be happy to uh, take a few calls. Absolutely. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. No, great. Thanks for joining us. Right, we're now on to introduce Rob Stone, um, who I'm sure many of you will know. He's a chartered surveyor with GTH based up in our Burnham office. Uh, he's been with us for the best part of 20 years, starting up at Highbridge Markets. He's 100% Welsh. And uh, yeah, how's it going this afternoon, Rob? 
well, we survived the supper sale, you know, with a few uh, few flighty ones, but we got through in one piece, so yeah. it was good. So you're, you're facing the clock today, Rob. Okay. Uh, we're on the old rules, so it's 60 seconds. We'll run through some questions. Got to give an answer, you can't pass. And uh, we'll go through them afterwards and see where you fit in the ranking. Okay. Just to recap what we did last season, wide variation, I think we should say, on scores with uh, Derek and Sally at the top with 10 and 11 points respectively. And unfortunately, Rob Venner uh, was right at the bottom with just one point. Yeah, that was quite embarrassing for Rob, really. So, it's a, am I the first one of this season? Then? You are yeah. the first one of this season. Yeah, so yeah. your last so one. So, am I going to be top of the leaderboard at that time? No, no we had you to last oh, year. Oh, right, okay, so we're not starting again yeah. then, are we? No, so, no, no at least you, you beat Rob. That's it, we hope. Fingers crossed, you know, so no yeah. pressure on that one then, is it? Oh, I wouldn't have thought there is, no. James, you're on the timer. I'll tell you what, ask the first question. Okay. Ready to go, Rob? Yeah, ready, why not? Which Scottish university voted to keep meat and dairy on their menus? Uh, St Andrews. Incorrect. What is the national flower of Wales? Daffodil. Correct. How many suppers did we have in today? 76. Incorrect, 80. Waitrose notes a spike in the cell of what meat in the Republic of Easter? Lamb. Correct. What noise does a frog make? Ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. Oh, a bit lame. We'll discuss it. Where is the Southwest's largest collective machinery sale taking place next week? Walk across. Correct. Natural England have been accused of attempting to rewild which Southwest region? Pretty sure that's one. Cornwall. Dartmoor. What caused the M11 to close in Essex today? Cow on the road. Close. And that is the end of your time. Oh, there we are. So the Scottish University, I think you were right. Where is St Andrews? It, oh, you're correct. It is. It's in Edinburgh, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. We, we should have really researched properly before. I'm going to say yes, because it just said Edinburgh. Unless that's a university in its own. We look like idiots here. This is, this is a nice. <laughs> I thought St Andrews was up. Up like Aberdeen way, so I'm going to put myself out there. I'm not going to say anything like that. Um, for your honesty, let's give you a point. Okay. Um, Generous. The daffodil, correct. Number of sucklers was incorrect. It was 80 we have today, Rob. 18, wasn't far away. Wasn't no, it wasn't a very big sale, Rob, but um, we won't hold that against you. Uh, you were right with the lamb. The frog noise, oh, I'm not prepared to give you anything. Very likely. Oh, that's yeah. not very nice, is it? You know, so so what, what, do a demonstration of what it should have been then. Uh, I'll do a demonstration as my two-year-old daughter does it. She doesn't do bugger bugger, she does bugger bugger. What? I've never come across your daughter. You know, so. We put bugger bugger on a, a podcast. It's
So I think that just about covers us for this week. Next week, we have Hattie doing the quiz. That's Hattie Pike uh, from the Sedgemore office. She's not referred to me referred to as Harriet. Harriet Pike (laughs) on the quiz. Big thank you again to Rob and Dan for their time today. Next week, we have Harriet Pike taking on the farming quiz. Uh, We hope to see them.